Hello, lovely lady, and welcome to the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast, the show that teaches you how to confidently share your message with those who need it most on social media and all over the internet, really. Today's episode is featuring a, I don't want to say a bunch, they're not a bunch of bananas, uh, a group of awesome ladies that I had the privilege of meeting with on our second session of Fempreneur Marketing School, so 6 a.m. on Zoom. And some real amazing stuff came out of this session. I'm so excited to share it with you. Uh, At the very beginning, I mentioned some bonus training that's going to happen about collaborating on Instagram. You can actually, you won't find that information here because it is quite visual. So you'll find the recording of that on my YouTube channel. And you can find that at youtube.com slash Lindsay Berry. All right, without further ado, let's get into this episode. All right. Let's go into the presentation and get you sharing a little bit of where your head is at this week. So week two is about conversation. Um, first of all, let's just have a little, a little sort of mindset moment here of, am I really doing this? <laughs> am I really putting myself out there, offering my services, my talents to the world in exchange for money? Uh, opening up my tender heart to rejection and negative feedback? (laughs) And the answer is yes, because you're brave, because you trust the process, because you have a team, because uh, here's another thing Uh, I want to talk about. What is rejection? So I'm going to just get you to unmute yourself and tell me what you feel rejection is, or maybe an example of when you felt you put yourself out there and you were rejected. And of course, getting rejected as an entrepreneur and getting rejected Kalita as an employee are two very different things, right? Yeah. When someone is like, bye-bye, it makes yeah. you kind of want to not have a job ever again because then no one can ever do that to you again, right? Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I guess you can get rejected. It doesn't even have to just be business. It can be anything. A divorce. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Let's try to... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, sometimes you can just tell by body language right away that someone, as soon as you say something, that you can tell their body language instantly is telling yeah. you no. I think it's the way you get rejected too. Like just getting shut down and not heard is probably one of the worst ways. Mm. Like dismissed, you know? Yeah, those are all really good examples. Yeah, just the respect of being heard, even though it's going to be a no regardless. Yeah. All right. We don't have a lot of time today. So these are great answers, but I just want to show you what I got here. (laughs) When someone literally says, no, I don't want your, your uh, free webinar. I don't want your paid, you know, fitness classes. I don't want what you're telling me you have to offer. Yeah. Now we have to look at that as two things that actually don't mean no. What it means is not like that. We're not right now, which means we need to repackage and reoffer <laughs> what we have. Or it means that person, the timing isn't right for them right now. Mm-hmm. No doesn't actually mean no in as an entrepreneur, right? And as we get better at knowing who we serve and more selective of not chasing everyone with a heartbeat and a wallet, it becomes really easy to know when we should walk away or when we should try to figure out whether it's a not like that or a not right now. So crickets are very much the same way. Crickets are when we literally like maybe Carrie's example of the body language. We kind of feel like it's a no, but we're not really sure because they Mm -hmm. haven't said no. And we don't want to get into the habit of assuming it's no, (laughs) 
when someone's body language looks a little off because we don't actually know unless they say to us, no, mm -hmm. right? If they change the subject because they don't want to talk about it, that could mean a whole whack of different things, not necessarily no. So we do need to get better at serving our ideal clients. And a big part of that is just knowing who that ideal client is and what the problem is they're experiencing that we can help with. So negative feedback is actually a blessing because it helps us do a better job, right? And if negative feedback is coming from a non-ideal client, we dismiss it. We don't even need to think about it because they're not the person mm -hmm. we're trying to serve anyways, right? So we're going to dive into a little uh, sharing time here of why, <laughs> why are we willing to open our tender hearts to rejection? I'm going to put the first one on here, money, <laughs> because I don't really want to talk about that. I want to think more about what is it about serving others that gets us fired up? What is it about being an entrepreneur that gets us excited? What is it about the positive change we know we can make in their lives that makes it worth the bit of negativity we're probably going to have to endure here? Because if we've experienced happiness and joy and enlightenment from what we've gone through and we've, we've made it through those struggles, then if we see somebody else struggling, we want them to have those same experiences. We want them to experience that joy and enlightenment as well. If you want to make a difference in the world. You know that what you have similar to what Terry's saying, but right. what you have is going to make a difference and make this world a better place, make people happy, have people not struggle and just exist in the world, like live and have fun and laugh yeah. and you know, people live better lives. The yeah. Everybody happy? Because <laughs> we're happy. Go ahead. Not everyone's going to love you, and that's okay. Right. We're not for everyone. <laughs> I was going to say growth as well. Not just, I mean, growth of your company, but growth as a person in terms of your knowledge set. Yeah. Um, that type of rejection leads to feedback that can lead to so many different things if you're open to it it's a really good one and to push yourself out of your comfort zone too in that same like you're you're stepping out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. 100 i think sometimes that's just for me personally that's just very hard the rejection element it, <laughs> yeah i think just like a lot of people it's it's difficult to take that and and look at it optimistically rather than in a negative mindset yeah. Um, and Marisol, while you're uh, on the spotlight, um, thank you for making such a great video. That was an awesome video uh, introduction to you. And again, thank you for being willing to join into this group um, in the middle of the first week versus waiting for the next group. I think that was really smart and awesome. And um, do you want to share a little bit about why we kind of thought this might be a good time for you versus waiting, like with what you've got, what you're working on and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, returning, like I, I think I mentioned in my video, um, I own um, a fitness and nutrition business and COVID has been not so nice to this industry. I know there's a couple of you from when I watched the video before, you're also in that same world, if you will. Anyway, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be launching our in-studio classes again. So it feels kind of like releasing a child into the world a little bit. And that both makes me nervous all because it, there's so many things involved, but also COVID being layered onto that. Just how do you communicate that so that exactly the audience that you have is comfortable with coming back and, and has faith in, in the fact that you've kind of done your due diligence, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, good time for this. 
Totally. Yeah. So you've converted your garage to a studio, correct? Yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was the big motivating factor for actually buying this house <laughs> was that it, it had a, I, I wouldn't even call it a garage. It's, it's pretty big. <laughs> so there was, we saw potential. People see a garage, we see a studio space. So nice. And you and your husband and your six-year-old daughter are the fam, right? We, we are. It's all hands on deck at all times. <laughs> Family business. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. And I was saying this to Marisol, and I think a few of you, when it comes to this marketing school experience, <laughs> um, although I really want you to be super engaged with your partner and really you know, communicating often with her and, and staying connected to this group, when it comes to action steps and tasks, if you start to feel overwhelmed, just think of this experience as a hot yoga class. You're getting benefits just from being in the room. So don't feel like it's about action, 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 action. Um, it's more about communication and relationship, which happens just as long as you stay in the room and keep chatting with us and keep, um, you know, keep responding to asks for feedback and things like that. I've had girls come through the marketing school that had literally no idea what they wanted to do with, you know, the skills they were learning. And so all they really did throughout the experience was they supported, they supported their whole class. They learned the stuff, they have it ready for when they need it. And while they were here, they were just really supportive of the other girls. And so that's, that's fantastic, right? We all need support. So don't, if you feel overwhelmed, just think of it as hot yoga. <laughs> just shavasana yourself through it. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about our ideal clients and how to attract them on social media today. A lot of you know my story. Uh, I was in Amway when I was 18, and thank God, because I read How to Win Friends and Influence People, which really served me well in the hairdressing industry and then into my financial career and obviously in marketing. It's the ticket. It's the ticket to just go out into the world of social media and talk about them. Talk about the stuff that you've been through, not to be talking about yourself, but to attract those people into Oh, and here we've got Aaron too, to attract those people to you by being vulnerable and relatable. So clear communication is a big part of attracting our ideal clients on social media, because if we don't really know who we're talking to and they don't feel like we're talking to them, like we're missing that whole communication part of it, right? So who is your ideal client? What problems can help him or her solve? Um, and then the other side of that that's so important is, again, just talk about them because your ideal clients don't care what you want. They care what you've been through. They care what got you to where you are today, but they don't really care what you want. They don't care that you need to pay your bills. <laughs> they don't care, like, you know, that you really want to have a business because being an entrepreneur is sexy. Like, they don't care about any of that. So don't talk about that stuff, right? We just want to talk about them. And if you haven't read this book, it's amazing. I highly recommend it. So ultimately marketing is just conversation. And when someone sees you on social media, they see a video that you've posted of yourself, for example, they're asking themselves two questions almost immediately as they watch that video. And it's, can she help me? And do I like her? It's that simple. We do the same thing at a party. Like the night I met Kalita, I met her at a party. <laughs> we were at a, a Christmas party for one of my financial clients. And like immediately I was like, she can help me meet some other awesome ladies like her. And do I like her? Heck yeah. And what did she do? Almost immediately, she got me into her book club with a bunch of other awesome ladies. And like, so I mean, social media is just a party, right? I know a lot of the social media gurus say that, but it is such a great analogy of like, 
you're at a party. What are you saying to yourself in your mind when mm-hmm. you meet a new person? So you, we need to be on the other side of that, knowing that and structure our marketing, which is just that message, right? In a way that is going to answer those questions quickly. And if, if the answer is no, we can't help them. We want to make sure they know that quickly, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not, like Danielle said, we're not for everyone. We're not here to help everyone. And even someone that we can help, if their personality and ours don't mix, we don't want to try to help them because there's someone else out there with the same skill set we have, but with different life experience and personality that can help that person. So we want to let them move on. So we're going to, we're going to be clarifying our message this week. So I'm going to give you all a few minutes just to mute yourselves, put pen to paper and and just put down on paper what specific problem are your ideal clients experiencing that you can help solve. You might need to take a, take a step back and actually describe your ideal client in the sense of what age are they, what gender are they, where do they live, and then get into that problem they're experiencing that you can help with. You might need to create that person, maybe name her Susie or Samantha, maybe like really picture this human. Maybe it's an existing client that you have or someone you've worked with in the past. And you just want to talk directly to that person with your marketing because you want more of her. Um, and that's exactly how I started writing my book was my business coach was like, who are your favorite clients? Right. And it was, it was all my ladies. It was all my moms. <laughs> they were my favorites. They valued what I had to say the most. And I just really enjoyed working with them. So then how do you actually solve that problem is part two of the question. So maybe draw a line down the middle of your paper and put your first answer, and your second answer, something like that. And then, uh, yeah, I'm going to shut up and give you all a few minutes. All right. I'll get a couple of you to share, if you don't mind, what you wrote down about the specific problem that you can solve and how you actually solve it. Here's a couple examples from the last group. Um, Nora, she's uh, people who want to recover from an eating disorder and need direction, seeking one-on-one group support, one-on-one and group support. And she solves that problem by walking them through the, through the recovery process and sharing her knowledge as a dietitian and her personal experience with her eating disorder. And then Christine, um, she serves people who want high quality, unique, locally made apparel for their children. And she does that by actually making that apparel. <laughs> So yeah, so if anyone would like to share, that would be fantastic. Unmute yourself and um, I'll go because I don't I don't really know for sure yet. So the business for those that saw my video, it's um I, I'm looking for a job, obviously, but as a little side hustle, my daughter started a my daughter works for Tesla full time and at the beginning of the pandemic, <laughs> she started a new company out of Vancouver and it took off really well. It's a gift concierge service. And so she's opened it up to Calgary now. It's called Gift Guardian. And she told me to kind of take the reins here in Calgary and try to grow it uh, here for her and that it could be income for me, you know, extra income. And I've spent my whole life working for somebody else. And what's ironic is my last position was director of sales and new business development and operations manager for an aviation company, but I have no idea how to start this or how to attract people on social media. So what I put, this is why I need help. I put that what we're looking for are people who don't have time to pick out a personalized gift and want that personal touch and experience to 
whoever they're sending it to. And that's what Gift Guardian offers. The value is taking the work off of the sender and making sending a memorable gift a seamless experience. And again, this might not be the perfect answer, but it's, it's kind of what uh, the goal is. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're lucky in the sense that this business has a pretty clear <laughs> purpose and um, it's just a matter, I think, of, you know, all of us putting our heads together around Kalita to help her come up with fun and edgy ways to take that message onto social media. Like funny yeah. examples of, you know, don't let this happen to you because you don't want to look like the person that, you know, has the same card as everyone at the birthday party. And like just making little jokes about stuff that's happened to everybody, maybe and turning it around into like, yeah. yeah. So and anyone who wants to check out Gift Guardian's Instagram page or website, feel free because it might help you help me. Yeah. <laughs> and I although my it. daughter put all that together, obviously, if I'm going to help kind of open up Calgary, I, I really need some guidance there. And Christina gives me guidance, but she's so busy with her full-time job as well that I, that's why I need to lean on you guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Everybody make sure to follow Gift Guardian. Um, Danielle and I did a little audit of the channel. So when I talk to you, Kalita, one-on-one, I'll share with you some of our some of our um, notes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, we've yeah. got some ideas for sure. And hopefully you and Danielle can get together for a one-on-one soon too. Oh, Danielle, that'd be awesome. Thank you, Danielle. She's got lots of great ideas. Okay, okay cool. Thanks for sharing that. Anyone sure. else? I'll share if nobody else does. <laughs> okay, thanks, Carrie. My ideal clients <laughs> are women who are tired and have turned a deaf or blind ear or their senses to their own needs. They do not know where to start to feel optimal health, but they want to. And that's, that's the key is that I want people that want to feel better. I don't want to chase people that don't know that they want to feel better. Um, they need to lear learn to put themselves first again. So the actual, the value is I teach women how to get healthy with the tools and steps, starting with loving themselves. This brings awareness to all the factors that are contributing to their tiredness and how to eliminate or alter those negative influences. Yeah. And last night when you shared your acronym for love, I thought that was so awesome. Do you mind sharing that? Uh, sure. When I've done some teaching and public speaking in the past, I made up this acronym. It's based on psychosomatic therapy. Love. Love is a verb and the acronym is to love yourself, so we'll talk about this is but to love anybody, first you need to listen. And that's not necessarily listening to words, but listen to your body and and to be really in tune, pay attention to that. And then you observe. And that's observing, like what Carrie said earlier, body language, because we have the issues in our tissues and our words and our mind will lie to us a lot, <laughs> but our body never lies. So if you, for example, if my words are saying, um, oh, I'm so excited to be at this party, but my body language is I'm tucking in and I can't show my heart and I can't be confident in my body. The body's the telling the truth, the words are lying. So observing your body, validate whatever it is that you're feeling. And again, get out of the mental space and into the body. It's all about the physical parts So validate what you're feeling and and to acknowledge that and then the last step is to encourage 
So wherever you're at, give yourself encouragement and, and instead of cutting yourself down, instead of finding the negatives, encourage yourself for where you're at in this moment in time. And once you have that awareness, then you have, you have the gift, you have the gift to be able to change that. Awesome. 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 Thanks for sharing that. All right. We're going to move on. I, I think that's a good, yeah, a good place to move on from. I know that a lot of you have other things written down and that's great. I'd love for you to make sure to share that with your partner and you can also share it with us in the group chat in a little video or just in text so that we can help you maybe expand on it, maybe clarify it more niche down more. And so that we can refer the right people to you. Right. One question. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Is there such thing as having two different, very distinct client sets? Definitely. Definitely. Is that, is that okay. okay. I think we talked, I think it was you and I that talked a little bit about, you know, being niche in our marketing and choosing one of those distinct clients to talk to on social media, because it doesn't actually close you down to serve that other group. It, it just, it's just that when you're marketing to too many types of people, you're, you're actually not answering that question quickly enough, right? You end up losing people on that first question that you can help because you're, you're delivering a couple different messages. So it's not that you can't serve more than one niche. It's just that when it comes to marketing, you could be shooting yourself in the foot a little bit if you don't choose one of those groups to talk to, but it takes time to develop that. So <laughs> don't be in a rush and keep asking the questions like you just did, like, you know, when one pops in your head of like, oh, which direction do I go? How do I talk to both these people? Like, so yeah, if that was difficult for you, if you are one of those people that has a hard time saying my knowledge is valuable, I can help people probably review Carrie's acronym and also <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror every day and say, my skills and knowledge are valuable. I can help people live better lives by sharing what I know with them. Say that over and over again, because it is true. Whether or not you believe it yet, it is true. It is totally, totally true. So, Kalita, your ideas for that guy's gift for his wife are very valuable, right? Your ideas are valuable. Your feedback on solving his problems for making his wife feel super special are very valuable, right? Sharing the shit you've been through is super valuable, right? It's not just about how do we serve, what do we actually present to them, you know, how do we structure the workout, Marisol, it's, it's like my skills, which are from the work I've done and the shit I've been through, that is valuable. And then as we go through the next, you know, five weeks, we're going to continue to get better at packaging that and putting that message onto social media. And Rayanne and Allison are both kicking ass at, at that right now, getting better at packaging their value and stating their value and owning it and delivering it out to the world. So if you, uh, want some discussions around that they're going to be great resources for you as well can i make a comment on Please. that yeah. slide sorry Please. just to expand on that and some of these ladies obviously are going to be much better at this than the others of us but i find even with my previous position i could sell to others but i don't know if any of these other ladies find i have a hard time selling myself and I talked to you about that when I said I need help with my resume. I was like, what do I say about me? Like I can bring business into the company, but I don't know how to sell myself. And that, I, that just kind of expands on what you said here about my skills and knowledge are valuable, but how do you get that out? 
you know? Yeah. And I recently had a problem ish with that. Like I was asked to be on a podcast and I needed to fill in this like questionnaire and part of it was a bio. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be sitting with my friend, Kathy, at the time we were putting together the Fempreneurland news. And I was like, can you just write my bio for me? And it's so valuable to have friends that know you, that believe in you to do things like help you update your resumes. That's why even if we can look in the mirror and, and believe in our value, we can't always put it into words. So yeah. it's good to have friends that, that want to help you with that. And like I said, Kalita, I will be, gladly help you with your resume. And I know there's a lot of other girls here that will um, look over it. Now. I think that's the biggest thing for me is resume and cover letter. I'm like, <laughs> what do I say? And that's the, that's the worst, you know? <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a crappy feeling to feel like I don't know what to say about myself to sell myself to someone else. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like why the team is the ticket, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can't go through life alone. So, <laughs> so you're in the right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sharing that Kalita. That's no, thank you for being vulnerable. So yeah, week one review was to meet with your partner and share your lists of what's holding you back from achieving your definition of success. And just so you all know, quite often the number one thing is time management. So if you're one of those people that said, I'm not good at managing my time, you're not alone. And there is hope. (laughs) We all get better at it as time goes on. We, uh, and having an accountability team is a big part of it creating the smash list. So I hope you all created that smash list. I know Carrie brought it up last night when we were at our running clinic. Uh, So those goals that are designed to help you smash through your roadblocks and then asking your partner to hold you accountable to achieving one specific measurable goal from your smash list before your next meeting and setting your weekly meeting time for the next six weeks, trying to keep it on the same day at the same time every week so that you can structure your week around it. Did anyone have any, you know, issues with that or anybody like have such a friggin' amazing meeting with their partner that they want to share a little bit about it with us? I just want to add that setting small goals and staying accountable to them and having them sort of check in midweek is really helpful. With my partner from marketing group, from the other group, I sort of said, this is what I need to get done by Monday. And I want like, and be really, it might be outside your comfort zone, but really asking for help for them to, to remind you what you said you were going to do. Because if you're like me, once you sort of commit to something verbally to somebody else, that's like fire for me. I can write and say what I want to do until I say like, this is what my deadline is and get it done. It changes your commitment to it. So I really recommend that you sort of work on keeping those sorts of commitments. And I would add that don't be afraid to even step outside your own partnership. I mean, we all, we all partner and we all have that. But there's other girls with other experiences at different times that can offer you something mm-hmm. that you need at that exact moment. So don't be afraid to step outside of that. I mean, Allison and I met uh, this week just by a fluke question that was popped into our chat group. And we ended up in a meeting together that was extremely valuable, even though I hadn't been partnering with her. It was just the right time, the right place and the right information. So reach out to everybody when you need something. Yeah, totally. Don't rely specifically on your partner. I love that. Yeah. I wish I would have started saying that to girls like a year ago. (laughs) Like don't be shy to reach out. Yeah. Try this week to like reach out to somebody else in the group who's not your partner and get to know them and their business a little bit more and have like, it doesn't have to be a long call. It could be 15 minutes just to get to know them on more than a 
you know, little screen picture of them would be really helpful, I think, for you guys getting the most out of this group. Totally. Or reach out to me. Yeah, and reach out to Allison and, and Rayanne too. They're very, very helpful. Helpful ladies. Thanks, girls. Gosh, it's nice having you both here. It's the first. I like it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that's the week one list. I would love to see your goal boards too, ladies. If you just have that one square, I'll show you the picture of it, Marisol. Uh, Marisol, your book is in the mail. So hopefully you get it some, maybe you'll get it Friday, probably not till Monday though. Um, but yeah, so if you get a piece of bristle board or one of those foam core boards from the dollar store and do it up with your different weeks and then each week you're going to get that badge that you can actually print if you have a printer at home and you can put it up on your goal board, which looks pretty cool and a fun little celebration for you. And then if you take a picture of your goal board and put it in our group chat, there's no promises I'm not going to share on social media, but I really encourage you to do that because it inspires the other girls and it helps us to see how you're wording your goals and how quickly, you know, you're setting those deadlines. So yeah. So if you have a goal right now that you know is going to take you, you know, four five, six weeks, put it into the week six box, right? You don't have to put anything in, you know, the week two box. You can put it in the week six box. If you know, it's going to be a big one. It's going to take you a while. Yeah. Again, pictures of the goal board are encouraged. Please and thank you. And then I'm just curious to know what one goal is that you actually put on your goal board this week. These are some of the things from the last group. Launching ebook, building a landing page, talking about on social media, batching time in a physical paper calendar and following the plan. Name the company and pick a logo. She did that, which was sweet. One blog post and put it up on the website. Also review one of her teammates stuff and give her feedback. Anyone have anything that they want to share on their goal board? Um, so my goal board last week, I didn't actually like create a goal board, but I had it in mind, like my goals, yeah. my smash list, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but my smash list was like do a time blocking mm -hmm. because the time management thing was a big thing for me. Then like kind of starting to dial in what my vision is, right? Like what's the first thing that I need to do to get to where I want to be and so I did that I did the time blocking and figured out kind of like what my first step is going to be after I had my meeting with Carrie which was awesome good I'm glad you two connected that's great I did I think almost every day oh wow yeah. that's great so happy and the ones that didn't just heard that and they're jealous but whatever okay goals <laughs> connect every day with my partner that's my, well, my goal this week, because I was so busy, I was out of town too. So it was just to actually fit in a conversation with my partner before we met again this morning. Yeah, you were out of town for how many days? Four or five? Well, left Friday morning early and then came back late Sunday. Oh, okay. And then working, I've been working yeah, during the day. So it was just difficult to find time actually just between the two of us, which was fine but it happens sometimes but it's weird how fast the week can go but to fit in that time and be able to commit you know a good mm -hmm. 20 minutes a half an hour to have okay. that conversation so we fit it in multitasking but and I think Khalid is going to be booking meetings with other people too this week so maybe a little less pressure on you Carrie <laughs> now that you're working like full-time which is new for you I know yeah and that uh, that was something I need to decide like I had nothing to do with Pemperner but that's the goal that I had that I have to just like just to decide this week what it is that I want my next 
few months to look like and the commitment to the school. So big changes for you for sure. Can I get a couple more of you to be willing to share? Well, I'll, I'll go. I was really stressed out because uh, I'm in the middle of a lawsuit with my former employer. So one goal was I had to get a spreadsheet and a bunch of stuff done for the lawyer as Carrie knew. So last Wednesday, that was my goal. I couldn't, I had to say no to everything because I had to get that done got that done. And then uh, to kind of uh, piggyback on what Aaron said, I also said at the beginning, time management is one of my biggest problems. So I have this little book here. <laughs> and it's called the Productivity Planner. And I had it in my home office. So I opened it up, finally started using it. And it's amazing what this does for me. So the goal was to start using this, and I did. This is amazing. It holds me accountable daily and weekly, weekly review. And the biggest takeaway from this is, like Aaron said, if you block time, and this makes it manageable because you do it in 25-minute chunks of time. Okay. So I set the timer on my phone. I'm going to do this for 25 minutes. How many chunks of 25 minutes do I think it's going to take but when the alarm goes off on the phone at least I know I've done one chunk and it it's a good feeling so that was my goal to start using this and I did and I already feel better about it wow that's great I love that 25 minute time blocks um, uh, yeah it's been a game changer just this week anyway for me <laughs> for you that's huge yeah Huge, huge. Erin, yeah, you should probably reach out to Kalita. You should, you should probably have a little bit of an accountability team going for that if that's something that you're both kind of working on because you probably are both going to come across things that will be helpful for. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if anybody likes this, I got it at Chapters last year, if you if it would help you. But I, I think it's it works for me with the 25-minute chunks. That's great. So is it called the Productivity Planner? Yeah. Yes. If you, I can put the link in the messenger if you guys like. Yeah, yeah, do and it. So here's the thing with time management. I got this book last year and I just started using it. <laughs> well, timing is everything. It wasn't the right time back then, I guess, right? <laughs> True, but I really like how, oh, and so you do it the night before your goals for the next day, which again makes you think what's important tomorrow. And that really helps me if I can wake up with the plan. So anyway. Wow. That's great. I love that. One of the things, uh, time management was mine too. So I've been getting up between 5 and 5.30 every morning because I've got three teenagers. So that's the quiet time in my house <laughs> if, they're, if they have gone to bed yet. <laughs> I give myself till 7.30 and that's my time block to work on Eventually, like starting now, actually this week, the end of the week is working on my new, on the book. But I was able to, it was so freeing. I was able to cross off things that have been on my current business to-do list, like updating my intake form for pediatric, like this stuff that's been where I thought, oh my gosh, I have to hire a virtual assistant because I can't get this stuff done. It's like all done. And I have this freedom now that I can focus into my new venture, which is really exciting and awesome good for you that's fantastic yeah. you kind of you found the time and added it in and made the effort to to do that yeah because my days are just because mm -hmm. I already time block because I see clients and so 
my whole life is a time block during the day. So to squeeze time during the day is not feasible. So to right. get up and I'm only getting up really an hour early, but I would get up at 6.30 and I'd make coffee and I'd check Facebook and I'd check my emails. And But now I'm getting up and I'm sitting at my computer and, well, actually I do meditation first. And so now I've, I've, I've really, I've got it down. Utilizing that time efficiently, knowing I only have two hours. Let's get her done. I usually have a 20 minute nap, nap in the afternoon. Yeah, I yeah, do 20, 20 minute, minute nap every, every day. day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Because all those people who get up earlier in the day to crush stuff in the morning before the world is awake, I feel like you have to schedule in a nap or you will burn out. I don't know if, yeah. I, if anyone else has found that. Like if you go through a period of like being super efficient in the mornings, it can sometimes be at the expense of like a major useless phase in the afternoon of just like, Bleh. so I don't know. I just, I hit that wall every day around one, two o'clock and I do, I just shut her down for 20 minutes and I wish I could. So I have this weird issue with time blocking. When Carrie showed me like how I was like, can you help me? Because I get, I get it. I get how to time block, but like, what am I putting on my time blocks? I'm like, am I putting a specific time and a specific like time limit on there? And like, am I putting everything on there that I need to do during the day? Like the 1 million things that I'm doing today, or am I just like putting on like what I want to add to make time for? So then as I'm doing this, I got overwhelmed because I was like, wait a second, this just feels like a to-do list in a different format. Like, because I'm a to-do list person every single day, I'll get up. Well, actually I have like a, a shit to do book. And in my shit to do book, I have all the things I need to do that are overwhelming me. And then I'll go through my list and I'll be like, okay, hey, what do I need to do today? What are these important things I need to do today? That's how I do it every day. So as I'm doing my time blocking thing with these little cute stickies, this is just like a to-do list in a different format. Maybe I should just stick to my to-do list because this blocking thing isn't making sense to me. Mm -hmm. Do you know uh, what you Lita, can I get you to reach out to Erin and handle that one? I feel like you're in that yeah. mode right now and okay. you probably add as more soon thoughts. as she said that air in this book <sighs> makes you prioritize it really makes you think what's the most important goal for tomorrow number one then your secondary goals then additional and you can't do them out of order your responsibility to yourself for the day is to do the first one first then the secondary and then anything after and how many chunks of time you estimate and then how many it actually took and then there's a weekly review of accountability and that's what helped me because i was in that same boat with you like oh i've got a million things to do tomorrow here's my to-do list i'm just like you a to-do girl and the to-do list doesn't get done but this really helps so i'll reach out to you yeah okay. please do yeah i was just kind of hoping that you guys could have that conversation like in a one-on-one -on -one this week because and then For bring sure. back yeah. your bring back your findings to the group next week or whatever or even the group chat Sure. Right, Aaron, like you got to find something that works. So good for you. Right. For yeah. Because fun. I do get the stuff done on my list, mm -hmm. but I need to find the time frames to add in, like work on my fempreneur stuff and all that, that I want to add in. So yeah, yeah that'll okay. be helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Cool. Um, we're not going to talk about this just because we don't have time, but I suspect a lot of us are having trouble with achieving the business success we described last week because of maybe time management and a combination of time management and clarity of goals. What do I actually want? What do I want? Why am I on this earth? What will make me happy? What will make me fulfilled? What will actually utilize 
my skills and talents the best. So being really clear on that and not being shy about talking about that is going to change that for sure. So, um, and there's always a lot of fear and self doubt when we get these big lofty goals going through our minds. There's a lot of people that have that imposter syndrome or however you want to describe it. So we're going to be beating the crap out of all that negativity in the coming weeks. So don't worry about that. Keep uh, being honest and real about it because everyone feels the same way. We have a lot to cover in the next, wow, six minutes. So there's going to be uh, all this stuff is going to be in the group chat. So your homework and everything will be listed out there. So back to marketing is just conversation. If you don't have MailChimp, the reason why you need it is because it's a natural next step for them to keep the conversation going with you. MailChimp is a free uh, con contact gathering system, kind of prospect and client, you know, uh, database. It's free and it allows you to automate a ton of cool stuff. Allison and Rayanne are doing a ton of cool stuff with MailChimp right now. So when they say, yes, she can help me. Yes, I like her. You want your next step to be a way for them to take action that involves getting their email address because we don't know that they're going to see our social media posts. We don't know that the algorithm is going to put our post in front of their face. We do know if we send them an email, they're going to get it. We don't know if they're going to open it but we know they're going to get it, right? So then it's on us to create really great subject lines. We'll get there. Again, all this is going to be in the group chat. So your hook is, it's wording, either written or in a video, you saying it, it's a way, it, it describes a way to keep the conversation going with the people that you attract on social media. So it is the words you will say in videos, captions, blogs, and in the grocery store, if you're talking to somebody, talking to somebody six feet apart, of course, it's a way that you're going to invite them to take action now. And there's lots of different actions they can take, but what we're going to focus on first in marketing school, because it's the grassroots stuff is a survey. We're not building the survey this week. You don't need to worry about a survey yet. All you need to think about this week is what is that hook that is going to be the first paragraph of my survey, which is also going to be what they saw me say on social media or heard me say in the grocery store or read in my blog. So you're going to ask them to take your survey. Another thing you're going to ask them to do potentially at the end of your survey is to join your community and joining your community means you want their email address. If they're your social media follower, great. But what's better is their email address, right? So you all know you can only have one clickable link in your Instagram profile. Guess how many clickable links you can have in an email, <laughs> right? A lot. So that's pretty sweet. So the hook is something free you are giving them in return for taking your survey and or joining your community, so your email list. If you're not sure what to offer as a hook, do some research. What do other people in your industry offer? Maybe they offer, I was, I was diving into a new episode of the Pat, Flynn, of Pat Flynn's podcast where he interviewed a guy that creates these awesome quizzes. Did anyone used to do the quizzes in 17 magazine? Like all those magazines, right? The quizzes? You're a this because of your answers to the quiz. People love that. Like we could create quizzes for people and let them figure out, you know, their destiny or their path or their best type of whatever. I mean, the trick to surveys and quizzes is you're asking them questions about them and they're associating you with their ideal outcome. You're getting in their brain in a way that only surveys and quizzes can. And you can provide these for free, right? You can also provide free eBooks, free checklists, free little video tutorials, all sorts of stuff you can create once and have it be free. And obviously as we move forward in the marketing um, and Rayanne and, and, um, Allison are there now where then we start to create those money machines, like a book, like 
a course, different things like that. Yeah. So just research what others in your industry are offering for free to allow their ideal clients to get a little taste. If you have the book, if you have the Femprinter Marketing book, there's examples in the book of things you could do. Some of them would apply to you and some of them won't, and maybe all of them won't. Little uh, tutorials, whether it be a one pager, whether it be an ebook, whether it be a little video, um, anything like that that you can create once and use your MailChimp to automatically send it to them when they take the action. So it's all automated happening while you're sleeping and walking your dog. So action step one is simply what we were just talking about, research and brainstorm what you can offer for free in your hook. So for Kalita, it could be the top 10, you know, anniversary gifts. Here's a list and here's how you can customize them. And it can just be a little one pager, right? Action step two is use the hook formula. So the hook formula is Here's an example of the wording that, um, that I used when I was building Find Your Voice book. I'm writing a book to help tongue-tied, camera-shy women confidently share their message on social media. So you always start with describing their ambition, right? Because you know who you're talking to, you know what they're struggling with, and then you share a short personal story explaining why you care about them. Well, I discovered through building my own business that my purpose is to share with women that I know, what I know about how to find your voice on social media. And then asking for their opinion is huge. You want to ask people for their opinion. People love to be asked their opinion, right? So ask them their opinion. I'd like to know your opinion. Use the word opinion on what is holding most women back from confidently sharing their message on social media. And then you talk about their, the free gifts. To show my appreciation for your time, I have a free gift for you at the end of the survey. Always state the value of the free gift. If it's an ebook or a one-pager, somewhere between $9.99 and $19.99. And then provide a clear way to take action. I have an actual link for them to, you know, take the survey. If you're Instagram, then you want to send them to the link in your bio, which is maybe your homepage. And if that, if it's your homepage, then you want that survey to be the first thing they see on your website. Uh, you don't want it to be buried down that they have to scroll down, down, down to find it because you'll lose them for sure. People are squirrels and they will not follow for too long before they'll veer off. So then your third and fourth action steps are simply to meet with your partner again as your weekly sort of thing. Share your hook homework, um, help each other improve your hooks and get some ideas from your partner on maybe some ways you can, you know, some different things you can offer for free. And then action step four is to look at your smash list from last week and choose a goal to add to your goal board. So making sure we're adding a goal to the goal board every week and it can be something simple like, you know, start my day for the first two hours of my day, check it off the to-do list, <laughs> right? It can be something simple like that. It can be just meet with my partner and actually do something after that meeting to follow up and help her or something like that. It doesn't have to be big and massive. Does anyone have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas? I had a question. What did you offer as your free gift for that $29.99? Um, it was the three eBooks. So it was actually three chapters from the upcoming book. So basically like three blog posts essentially, but instead of making the blog posts, I just put them in PDFs and made them look cute in Canva. And then they got those three downloadable files for free when they were done. Okay. Yeah. For the email, is it really important because I have MailChimp, I need, so my goal this week is going to actually to be watching the tutorials because I don't use it effectively at all and learning how to use it properly. Do you think it's important to not have like a generic email like Gmail or whatever? Like, should I get an email associated with my business? Yeah. What's your domain? Do you have a, a website? 
Yeah, Carrie Rose Health. Yeah, so if you own the Carrie Rose Health domain, you you can absolutely set that up. And I do think it's super important, yes. And get away from the free Gmail yeah, or whatever. It, I would get okay. away from the Gmail. There is something really powerful, that um, professional and powerful about that. And I, I, can't, I agree. I just think it's time. <laughs> I think it's kind of a rhetorical question now. You but. <laughs> can use your domain email in Gmail, though, too, if you want to keep it. Yeah, but I believe you have to use G Suite for that. For like, you according do. to my research, you can't just do that for free. You have to. Oh, you can do it G for Suite. free. You can do it for free. Yeah, believe it or not, the company I used to work for, their entire thing was free on Gmail, but oh, it was okay. at blah 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 aviation dot com. Oh, okay. Well, if there's a free yeah. way to do it, then I have not discovered it. I use G Suite, um, like the business side of of Gmail, with my yeah. domain, but that's the only way I know how to do it. Yeah, I didn't think it was either, but it, it uh, you don't have to pay for it, and you can still use it if you have the domain. Well, yeah, maybe that's something mm. to Google then, Carrie, if you're going to go through mm. the process, like how do I set up my domain through mm. I mean, that's just free. if you want to use Gmail, but it is po you can do it for free. Carrie, awesome. um, can you and I do this together? Because one of the things on my goals is to set up MailChimp, and I, I don't know how to do that, and I don't have a domain. Like, I don't have a website, so can we do this together? Sure, let's chat later today, and then we'll, yeah, let's chat later today. All right. Girls, I'm just going to jump in, and because of, of what I've been doing in the last few weeks, I've had to spend an incredible amount of time in Gmail, so I'm just throwing it out there. If you guys want, reach out to me. Um, not that I'm any kind of expert, but I've certainly had my moments of frustration and can navigate a little bit better. You're talking about MailChimp, right, Rayanne? What's that? You're talking about MailChimp, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Thank you. Uh, sure. if you guys yeah, need, feel free to reach out because there's no sense in all of us being frustrated when I've already had more than my fair share for all three of us put together. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And there's lots of uh, there's lots of tutorial videos out there. However, I have created three that are awesome. So if you Google Lindsay Berry MailChimp, you'll find those videos. Um, I just looked at one. One of them has like 700 views. I was like, whoa. Yeah, so they're pretty helpful. They're, they're a little more advanced. Most of them are, two of the three of them are a little more advanced. Um, but if you want like, you know, step-by-step step, holding your hand, walking through and you're, you have a live human that wants to do it with you, that's even better. So um, have a great day. Thank you for starting your morning with us. Hey, Lindsay here. I have a few really exciting things to share with you before you take off. The first is January 4th until 6th. So three days are going to be full of education and connecting with other fempreneurs. It's a completely free event. It is our leadership and marketing conference. I keep wanting to say summit, not using the word summit. It's a conference. It's a virtual conference, live and interactive, where you're going to jump onto a Zoom session with a leader who's going to share an area of expertise with you. You're going to get a ton of marketing and leadership knowledge. Now, if you're wondering why does leadership have anything to do with marketing? Uh, well, I have a question for you. When was the last time you wanted to work with someone who is a business owner if you felt that they couldn't lead you down a path that you want to go down? That is why you want to attend the Marketing and Leadership Conference for Fempreneurs from January 4th until 6th. Three days, 
Uh, we're going to have sessions every hour on the hour, all day long for three days straight. It's completely free for fempreneurs to attend. So you can pick and choose the sessions you want to join and have the Zoom links delivered right to your inbox. And you're going to be able to register for that. And you can actually apply to teach a session at yycfempreneurs.com slash conference. The next super exciting thing I have to share with you is on October 15th, our new Fempreneur directory is live on the website. So that's at yycfempreneurs.com slash directory. You can find all sorts of awesome businesses owned by wonderful women on that page, categorized, neatly organized. Uh, Fempreneur grads get a really awesome listing with a photo multiple links. If you're not a grad, however, you, you still absolutely get to list your business there. However, your listing just won't be quite as fancy with as much going on. So if you would like to list your business at yycfempreneurs.com directory, you just need to go to that page and there's a button right there that allows you to submit your listing. And we'd be so happy to have the opportunity to share you and your business with hundreds and hundreds of other female entrepreneurs and not just female entrepreneurs. I mean, this is a public website. All sorts of people are going to be seeing this listing. So my gift to you, it's completely free and I hope you do that. The last thing, the last super exciting thing that I want to share with you is Fempreneur Marketing School will be starting up in January. Now, this is class number 13 since the marketing school began back in February of 2019. So we have well over 100 women through this program. Um, women rave about it. They find it helps them build confidence. They meet a ton of awesome ladies. They learn some really valuable marketing tips and tricks. They implement new systems into their business. They find um, they're able to automate things. So they're saving time and energy, not feeling like a slave to social media. If you want to learn more about the marketing school and hear testimonials from other women who've completed the program, go to our website and there is a videos tab where you can watch testimonial videos. You can also do this on Instagram. Just scroll through our feed at Fempreneurs on Instagram and you will find lots of stories of how this marketing school has helped women. So if you want to register for the January class, there's only eight spots and a few of them have already been taken. You can go to yycfempreneurs.com and you will find the registration link right there on the homepage. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for sharing with other fempreneurs and thank you for being a woman in business who supports other women in business.